Greetings and salutations to everyone at home. Welcome to the Coach's Corner here on the Vanguard Athletics Podcast Network. We are here with you this week with another awesome interview with one of our coaches, and I am joined today by Michael Matosian. How you doing today, Mike? Good. How you doing? Good. So, uh, Mike Teague is not with us this week, so we got another Mike stepping in out of the bullpen, Michael Matosian, who's in the events and sports uh, information office here at Vanguard Athletics, and um, we're going to present to you a um, another interview with one of our amazing coaches. So, Michael, why don't you introduce us to uh, uh, who our fans at home are going to be uh, meeting today? So, over the summer, Vanguard University is excited to announce that we're opening up our 18th program here, our dance program. Uh, right now, we're actively recruiting, and we're really excited to uh, talk with Taylor Smith, the new head coach here at Vanguard University, about um, her plans with this uh, amazing program and how she's recruiting and uh, just all sorts of details about that. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, into the latest edition of the Coach's Corner here on the Vanguard Athletics Podcast Network. Today we have a special special guest in the studio with us. It is our newest coach here at Vanguard, Miss Taylor Smith, who is launching the new Vanguard Dance Program here at Vanguard University, so we're all super excited about that. Uh, we've added a bunch of teams over the years. Uh, you're the latest to the mix, and I know it's going to be a really awesome thing uh, for our girls not only to be um, going to competitions in the community, but also what the, the dynamic they're going to add to home events here at Vanguard. So uh, first first question for you right out of the gate is, you know, what, what got you into the dance world as a little kid, Taylor? Um, well, growing up, my mom played all sports, and she didn't really want her daughters to dance, but I kept going back to it. I tried soccer, didn't like it, softball, didn't like it, just kept going back to that dance studio, and I just kind of fell in love with it after that first ballet class. It challenged me and pushed me in different ways that I just fell in love with and continued on through middle school, high school, college, and still now I'm still training dance. I can't, I can't seem to get away from it. So uh, you started, you know, you moved into the high school realms, you, you did dance uh, at there, then you went on to OCC. Uh, tell us about your experience both in high school and then transitioning uh, to, the, to being a pirate. Well, you know, high school was definitely different from anything that I, that I thought I had uh, when I was younger. It really, you know, being on varsity as a freshman really taught me a lot, and I wanted to keep getting better. Training Palm, that's when I started. It's when I first started learning how to do palm. We'll talk about that probably in a little mm -hmm. bit. But, um, you know, being in dance in high school, it both challenged me academically and athletically. Um, I decided to make that jump into college my senior year. Went to Orange Coast. Uh, great coaches over there. I've had those coaches for almost 10 years, and they really were good influences on me, so I wanted to continue to learn from them because I knew I wanted to coach and I knew that they could teach me a lot. So I kept up my skills, kept up those repetitions and working out and just kept going through dance. <laughs> and then as you transitioned out of your time at OCC, you moved over to Pace and started competing, you know, internationally, mm -hmm. um, you know, wearing the, the red, white and blue and things like that. <laughs> so you know, tell us just about how that even happened, how, how you heard about it, how you got involved, how you made the team, where you went, 
all those things. Well, All Star Dance is a big, huge thing. It's it's growing. All Star Cheer has been a thing around forever. All Star Dance is starting to get popular. Um, my coach at Coast was also the owner of Pace Elite, which is an All Star Dance team that was based out of Westminster. Mm-hmm. Um, once you get to a certain age, you can be on an international team, and that international team will travel and compete against countries like Japan, China, Australia. Europe, like all those countries. And I mean, every year, once a year, we go down to Orlando, Florida, and we get the opportunity to come together with all these different countries. Uh, we train all year for this. It's a two minute and 30 second dance. And we're training five, six times a week, all hours of the day, just to bring home, hopefully that gold medal for USA. And um, I happened to bring home two, which was absolutely amazing. And it's really pushed me to want to get more kids into that because the experience that I had meeting all those people from different countries and representing the U.S. was a dream that I never thought I would be able to have. Absolutely. That's, uh, you know, uh, it's a really cool spot just to, you know, go and to compete against the best and to to put yourself up against them and, you know, just see who has it. And that's something that's really interesting, though, about, you know, um, cheerleading and dance specifically is your entire season points towards one moment, one performance, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have 150 seconds to pull it off Mm -hmm. and, you know, make it or break it. You get one shot. So there's the good and the bad in that, which is pretty crazy. So uh, you you started coaching at a pretty young age um, and you've, you've been at three kind of big time high schools here in the area um you know vanguard is in costa mesa here we're about a mile away from occ so you know you're familiar with this drive you know coming around here but you know being at aliso niguel which Mm -hmm. is about 20 minutes away modern day is about 10 minutes down the road and kennedy's about 20 minutes up the road the other way you know through all those stops at you know the high school level um what has it taught you about your coaching style i think i mean starting at at a young age it's really helped me build my confidence in myself. I mean, going into being a high school coach almost the same age as these high school kids really showed me that I had to be strong and believe in myself. And, you know, sometimes you don't always believe in yourself, but you got to. And I mean, starting at Aliso, it was my first year ever coaching. You know, you, you make mistakes, you learn from them. And I'm really big on learning from those mistakes so they don't happen again and then mm-hmm. always having a better year. So I always push to have a better season. So, I mean, after my time at Aliso, I, I kept moving into modern day and then Kennedy on top of that. And every year I want to better myself so that the students and the athletes coming into my program just have an overall, like the best experience that they possibly can. What is it that you, you want your student athletes to take away after spending time in your program both on the floor, you know, academically in life, spiritually, and, and kind of how all those things come together and combine? Well, I want these kids to know that they're not on the team just to win. Mm-hmm. Like, I want them to learn more about themselves, become better people, become better athletes. I mean, at Modern Day, I want them to become closer, like, in their spirituality with, with God and joining that path that they get to take there. And... I just, I don't want these kids to be going on to these teams just thinking that it's all about winning, because mm-hmm. it's not, because it's the road that you take to get to those competitions that really build your character, build that drive, and build you as a person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's a saying around Vanguard, 
if there's a scoreboard we want to win, but we understand at the same time that the scoreboard doesn't define us mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, at the end of the day, only one team can win. And if you're only looking at the finish line and you don't t pay attention to the journey at all, the, the, the change and the beauty in everything in life is the journey, not on the destination. So that, that, that goes right in, in hand. So, you know, as we kind of parlay this forward to, to what we're doing here at Vanguard, you know, what is it like launching a dance team? I mean, you know, you, you, you have that kind of power and responsibility mm -hmm. and pressure and all that stuff of, you know, creating something from scratch. So when we look at that, um, you know, what, what is that, what is that doing when the wheels are turning in your head late at night when you can't sleep? Well, the first week here was definitely, um, I wouldn't say scary, but definitely a shock. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I go into this thinking, it's just going to be a, so easy, like, oh, this is going to be a, a breeze. And, you know, my first week I sat there and you don't realize that there's nothing that you're build like you're building it all from the ground and, <laughs> until you actually get into that office and mm -hmm. there is nothing like you have to do everything. And mm -hmm. so I really had to take a step back, talk to some people, you know, they're such big help here. Everyone's really like willing to help me <laughs> through mm -hmm. this journey. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And you know, you got to reach out to these kids. You have to tell them, you know, this is the first year on the team. But at the same time, you're the first person to be on the first ever Vanguard dance team. Like, mm -hmm. you get to be that role model for the athletes that come in for the next years after that. Like, you're setting the foundation. And I'm just so grateful to be that person setting that foundation, too. Absolutely. So, when you look... And, you, you, you know, you're looking at an empty whiteboard and you're writing down all the traits of, you know, what defines a Vanguard dance team member, the skill sets, the personalities, the drive, you know, the, the, the internal oomph and stuff that they need. You know, what, what are those words and phrases that kind of come to mind of, you know, folks at home that might be listening going, oh, I'm interested in becoming a dance team member that they can kind of see if they check some of the boxes of, of what you want, the tenets of what you want your, your program to stand for. Well, obviously, since we are a college team, like it is a high caliber dance team. But at the same time, I'm not just looking for those amazing skills and like awesome technique. I'm looking for someone who's willing to learn and to grow and to change maybe what they learned from their high school dance teams and transitioned into my style of dance. Mm -hmm. Or I, w I just want someone who is willing to be a good teammate to everyone else and also a good representation of Vanguard in general. Because at the end of the day, we are wearing Vanguard on our chest, on our uniform. We are representing them in everything that we do. So I just want someone who has like great love for the school, awesome love for the, the sport in general, and just willingness to to learn. Because, I mean, this program is brand new. Like, we're going to be – we're going to be – playing around with it as we go like it's mm -hmm. not gonna it's not a set a set path the next year it's not going to be a set path either because we're going to keep learning and keep growing as a program well that's the beauty of it too mm -hmm. is you know you get someone in here and you know yeah it'd be it, you know there's there's positives of joining you know an elite storied program where you're trying to create keep on a tradition but there's something also so tangible and beautiful about being able to look back and be like i started that you know i was on the first team when they reached that that point of becoming a storied program um, you know, which is, which is something that I, I identify with pretty well. So, um, you know, dance is, it, it, I feel like it's kind of exploding a little bit recently. It's becoming more mainstream, um, as is cheer, you know, all those things are going on right now. So for our folks listening at home who might not be fully aware, uh, let's break down what dance actually is for them. So 
you know, I didn't realize how many types of dance there were and the amount of competition. So, you know, we have jazz and, you know, kind of. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've when I describe dance, competitive dance to someone, I like to say that it's a mix between an art form and a sport because mm-hmm. you are being athletic and training and being an athlete. But at the same time, when you're out on that floor, you can't make anything look hard. Mm-hmm. Like everything has to look graceful and like it like you could do it in your sleep Mm -hmm. and so i mean dance under dance falls like ballet lyrical contemporary hip-hop jazz tap ballet palm and under that like all these kids you train all those styles Mm -hmm. like you don't have just one person coming in i mean ballet maybe but everything else you learn everything of and as dance is getting more popular and getting more recognition, which I think is amazing because dance usually just gets put on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like more of these people are starting to learn more about how it is an ath- like an athletic mm-hmm. team. And so like our dance team here, we're going to be focusing more on the palm and jazz aspect of things, mm-hmm. which palm, a lot of people don't really know what that is. You just hear palm and you think, oh, cheer. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Palm is probably one of the hardest styles of dance I think I've ever trained you have to be sharp and precise and everyone has to look like they're doing the same exact routine. You'll have 21 girls on the floor and every single person has to look exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And you're doing these high caliber tricks and technique, but you're also trying to make it look easy and also trying to look like you're having fun. Like Mm -hmm. you're doing this two minute, 30 second routine and you feel like you are just going to give up and you can't, and you have to make it look like you're not tired at all. And that's what I love about that style because it pushes your body to somewhere you don't think that you can be pushed and then you finish it and you're just so proud of yourself. Absolutely. Um, so what does, what does a practice for uh, dance look like? You know, I know there's the, the various types. So obviously if you're doing tap, you got to wear different shoes. You know, if you're wearing, if you're doing palm, it looks a little bit different, you know, but like, what does it look like? The amount of, you know, the cardio, the weight room, things like that of, you know, how often do you break it down into just, you know, 30 second segments versus doing the two, the whole two and a half minutes? So basically at the beginning of the season, you know, you're, you're all trying to learn who has what skills. Not everyone's going to come in with the same exact skill set. So, you know, you'll stretch, you'll warm up. In the beginning of the season, I'll probably focus more on that conditioning and cardio aspect because you think two minutes or two minutes and 30 seconds is super short until you, until you start doing it yourself. And it's really not. So once I start choreographing that routine and it's done, I will go through and have the girls get used to doing those 30 second increments of the routine so that we can not perfect, but get it as close to perfect as we can those 30 seconds. So it becomes easy in muscle memory for them. Mm -hmm. Because once you start training that dance over and over again, like it's not, it's going to be super easy to just do it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want the kids to also get, or the athletes to get, comfortable with that either Mm -hmm. so I always want to keep pushing keep making it harder so obviously the routine that we start with at the beginning of the season at our regional competitions will not be the same routine that we'll be competing at nationals because everyone's going to be getting better and the routine is going to all of a sudden become easy and then you're going to have to get it harder again and then it's got to evolve from there Mm -hmm. so you kind of brought up our next topic was a dance competition um you know, I I don't have too much experience of this. I've never seen a dance competition, so I'm super excited for us to host our, our you know our first one here. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
as you're telling our folks at home and both myself, what does it look like when you show up at a dance competition, both from the fan spectator side of things and then also, you know, the backstage, uh, you know, athlete uh, dance team member side. All right. I'll start with the, the spectator side. Okay. That's, that's pretty, that. that's yeah. pretty fun. So you, you know, you show up and you're, you're expecting, Oh dance, like this is going to be like either super boring or like you're going to be really into it. But these athletes, what they put on the stage, you will get like, you will feel like you are a part of their routine. Like mm-hmm. the way that you can encapsulate the audience in a routine like with just the emotion and energy, like you will literally like not be bored the entire time that you're watching a dance competition. Like I can sit there for hours and just watch the dance competition because every routine is different. You're not watching the same thing over and over. Like you might see like the same skills, but you'll never see the same routine twice. And that's just like the beauty of it is Mm -hmm. because you're never like, it's not repetitive at all. And then from the athletic side or the athlete side, (laughs) the nerves that go through your body before you're about to step on that floor is just so insane. Like the adrenaline and like all that, like before you step on the floor and it could be in the gym, Mm -hmm. it could be in a huge arena. Like you'll get the same nerves because you want to do the best. You've been practicing for all this. You don't have seven games a week to, to get this going. Like you have one time, you don't get to start over the music. If you mess up, if you mess up, you got to keep going. Mm -hmm. And you have just that two minutes or two minutes and 30 seconds to do that. And after that, it's done. Like, you're done for the day. Mm-hmm. And then you just wait. Well, and that's the crazy thing, too, is there's there's 20-plus people out there. And not only do, do you want to perform for your team, but you don't mm-hmm. want to be the one person that messes that it messes up. That messes up. Because it, it's more isolating that way versus, yeah. you know, in, in a traditional team sport, mm-hmm. there's a lot more moving parts at the same time where – oh, I don't know, like someone messed up, but was it this person, was it this person, was yeah. it this person versus, you know, if you spin the wrong way and everyone else spins right and you spin <laughs> left, it's like everyone there goes, oh, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And so I mean, I feel like that's why you also need to have a good team building mm-hmm. because, I mean, there's going to be mistakes. Someone's going to fall. Someone's going to do the wrong motion. Someone's going to just mess up in general. And I want the team to be able to take that and just grow from it. I don't want the team to single out that one girl if she messes up like it's it's we're still a team Mm -hmm. so we're gonna go back to practice and we're gonna fix what happened and then keep moving forward from it I don't want anyone to ever feel like they were the reason why we lost absolutely absolutely and that that goes back to that building that culture and and bringing in the the right student athletes at the right time for the program um so I know you I know you've been busy signing away some uh (laughs) some of the future lions I know we got a few more that we're looking for. So yep. if you hear it, if you hear this through the podcast, be sure to reach out to Taylor. Uh, we're looking to to develop uh, not only um, just the roster, but also the depth and stuff like that, and be able to, you know, push this, push it out at the regional and national level as we move forward. So Taylor, thank you for taking your time out. I know I know it was raining when you were heading over here, yeah. and you had a sprint over here. Um, so thanks for catching your breath before the podcast, yeah, and, and sure. thank you so much for joining us here. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, welcome back. Uh, we'd lo- really like to thank Taylor for joining Jeff and sitting down and taking some time out of her busy day to talk about uh, the new program that she'll be uh, building up here at Vanguard University. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with Taylor regarding cr- recruiting info, there's info on VanguardLions.com or you can follow the dance team on Instagram at VU underscore dance underscore. Thank you, Michael, for giving us that info. 
And we'd like to thank you guys all for joining us on this week's episode of the Coach's Corner. Uh, we're really proud and honored to bring you these uh, compelling stories each week on our podcast network. Uh, be, be sure to like and subscribe, share it with your friends. Uh, we thank you for joining us uh, via whatever platform you're visiting us, whether that's Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or those of you who are watching via the video features of YouTube or Facebook. So we thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you next time here on The Coach's Corner. Oh,